and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be finally reviewing the final episode of Series 5, The Big Bang. Uh, but first, some news from a very cold and snow-bound London. It was yeah. fun getting home from the pub last night, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> sure we'd had a few drinks to take our minds off of it. Yes, we did. It was uh, it was actually quite good to sit in that nice warm pub, watching the snow fall down, and then actually getting a taxi home, which hit a car on the way back. Yeah. Uh, so we thought we were going to be sitting and waiting for the police to turn up, but the, our taxi driver did the did the decent thing and just drove off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Um, right. Okay. Let's have some news. Um, as you would expect that the news is getting less and less um, each week. So <laughs> some of this is very, very uh, tenuous. Um, I suppose the only bit of real news, let's start with, with a bit of real news. Uh, Stephen Moffat has sort of given up a, a hint um, about the next companion uh, for Matt Smith's Doctor. Now, I don't know whether this is... There's some of the... Um, he's sentence here, I suppose it could be saying it's a bit spoilery, but I think everyone knows that Karen, Gill and Arthur Diver are leaving anyway. Yeah, I so don't so. Yeah, so I don't really think it makes... Um, <laughs> I think we've talked about it. I think we so. have, yeah. It's, been, it's in the news anyway. She, yeah. they've, she's spoken about it on things like the Graham Norton show and stuff like that. So, um, Basically, what you're saying is we're gearing up for the biggest, the best and the most ambitious season we've ever made. Uh, there will be shocks, surprises, and heartbreak. Oh, that word again. Uh, the Doctor is about to say goodbye to his very best friends, Amy and Rory. And then he's going to say hello to someone very different. The Doctor is going to meet someone very new in the very last place he could ever have expected. Right. So, I wonder what that means by someone very different. Yeah. Are we going to get our uh, first sort of alien companion for a very long time? Yeah, it could be. But so, you just don't know if, if, what Stephen Moffat says and what he actually eventually comes up with. Yeah. Oh, usually two different things. So. They usually are, yes. Um, but the other thing as well, it, I think every year they say it's going to be the biggest, the best and the most ambitious. Um, I can't say that yeah. word properly. Um, but Too ambitious for you. They were far too ambitious for me, yeah. Um, but yet again, it, it's that thing that I really hate. This saying there will be heartbreak. It's, yeah. it's that. It's that. Oh, you will cry again. Um, which I. It's a trait that's being used to sort of promote the program, which I really don't like. I really don't. Um, but uh, yeah, they actually said this. Uh, there was some. Um, there was a Melbourne uh, in Australia, Melbourne, Australia Symphony Orchestra, uh, Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular. Yeah. Um, Spect- which they similar since, thing to the problem. Yeah, I think that's that's that some. Been here. Yeah, that's what I've read. Um, I just sort of, I would like to. I mean, if they ever do a Doctor Who prom again, I would like to go. Yeah, I really would. Um, but say <laughs> this year, Australia got it rather than us, which is fair oh. enough, I suppose. It does seem to be they're actually sort of. Um, Bigging up the, the Australian connection, maybe there is something happening with Series 7. Yeah. And Australia next year. Yeah, you thought it's probably coming up to be the most likely next connection up, isn't it, really? Well, they've got a big tradition of showing Doctor Who on, on television out there, haven't yeah. they? You know, so, I mean, when 
this country would never even dare repeat Doctor Who. They were more or less running it ad infinitum. Yeah. So I guess I mean, it, that's much yeah. more than America, and they've been pushing America mainly because of the money side of it. I oh think. yeah, but, that's it. But in terms of fan popularity, and Australia's always had that, so yeah, it makes it. sense, I suppose, to if they're reaching out to other countries that Australia would be. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, oh well. So um, there we go. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe there will be an Australian connection next series. Um, okay, the next bit of news, um, which caught a lot of people out, I think, when they read the headline: Matt Smith proposes the girlfriend at Doctor Who experience. Um, no, it's not our, the Matt Smith proposing to. Was it Daisy? Is it Daisy Lowe? He's on off girlfriend. I can't yeah, I've, yeah well, I've got no idea what that. No, <laughs> I I, to follow that. No, um, no, it was another Matt Smith um, who it's uh, from. It says from Rochford, Essex. Is there a Rochford? I presume if it says so. I don't <laughs> I know. Why, why do you doubt that? I don't know. I've never heard of Rochford before. There's lots of Essex we've never heard of. Probably. I just never heard of Rochford. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound right. I don't know. It sounds like it should be up north somewhere. But oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he he um, he proposed to his girlfriend at the Doctor Who experience whilst as, dressed as um, Matt Smith's doctor as well. Um, so happily, she said yes. Yeah, he he that... trying to get it all out in the open in one go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, so congratulations <laughs> to the pair of them anyway. That's that's a rather unique yes. place to propose, I think. Very yes. very well done. Um, now, the next bit of news, another sad bit of news, actually, as we had uh, last week, actually. Um, the actor Frederick Treves, who played uh, Lieutenant, or if you're in America, Lieutenant, uh, brought a dag in the Tom Baker story, Meglos, uh, sadly passed away at the age of 86. Um, now, again, he's another one of those names you appear in credits, but can never really... Put a sort of put a face to it, yeah. Um, but he's appeared in quite a few things actually. Um, things like to play the king, lipstick on your collar, Miss Marple, Minder, Zed Cars, The Avengers, Doom Watch, uh, Yes, Prime Minister, Bergerac, Midsummer Murders, um, and even Follyfoot. Oh. Yes, Jewel in the Crown was another one. Um, he's been in a few films as well. Um, he was in The Elephant Man and. Which, funnily enough, Frederick Trees was the name of Anthony Hopkins' character in The Elephant Man. Right. Uh, which is funny. Um, and also The Sweeney Two as well. I, I watched that recently, but I can't place him in it. But, ah, never mind. Ages. Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask if there was any other Follyfoot Doctor Who connections that you was aware of. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I might have saved that one for... When we run out of things to talk about, we might have to do a Follyfoot Doctor Who special. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who's, who sang that theme tune? It's going off topic completely here. Um, who sang the theme tune of Follyfoot? It was quite a famous sort of song in its day, wasn't it? Uh, don't know, actually, off the top of my head. Was it... Oh, I might get confused. Jackie something. I might get confused with the woman who sang the Rupert the Bear. <laughs> oh, God, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She was Jackie. Jack- oh, I don't know. I have to look that one up as well. Right. Never mind. Never mind. Um, and so to round off this uh, news item uh, this week, it's very, very poor news items this week, um, some Doctor Who tat. Um, 
Star cutouts um, have launched some uh, life-size cutouts, which they say is from the classic Doctor Who range. So uh, the first one we've got up is the fourth Doctor. Um, there's a couple other pictures here of uh, Rory. Um, one's dressed as the Roman, and then one in his body warmer outfit. Um, again, I don't think I'll be rushing out and buying these. No, no, no room now. You've got the fish tank. So, ah, see, you go with my secrets now. <laughs> I thought the Doctor Who fish tank took the that that, that took the prize. Yeah, actually, that did. But apparently, this uh, range of uh, cutouts um, celebrates the upcoming 50th anniversary um, next year, and there's going to be more releases of uh, other cutouts in the coming months. And apparently, the next one up is the Fifth Doctor. So, um, as I, again, I don't think I'll be rushing out. Um, now, actually, before we finish off this... I suppose it's a start. You can start to recreate your own cover of the, fi- the photograph of the five Doctors, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you could do, really, couldn't you? Trouble is, though, the cutout actually looked more realistic than that waxwork they had of Tom Baker at <laughs> oh <my> the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was about to say, to just to sort of wrap up this news item, um, further to our uh, appeal last week for any information um, on the uh, Doctor Who official convention in March with regard to the uh, TARDIS sectors, uh, we received nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so that appeal fell on deaf ears then. Well, obviously, the two people that listened to this, me and you, didn't know that was in the Oh, well, that's the end of that one, then. Um, but to say, there's still plenty of time between now and March. If, so, please, if anyone is going, please let us know what, what time slot you've got and, yeah. and whether you had the same, sort of come across the same... Uh, we, we we sort of define as a problem, really. Yeah. Um, problem as us. So, uh, right, there we go, then. So, for another week, that was the news. Right, it's time to wrap up our review of uh, Series 5, or a retrospective of Series 5, I should say, with a look back at the final episode of the series, The Big Bang. Um, I feel I should put out some bunting or something, <laughs> just to celebrate this. <laughs> We're there, we've finally done it. Um, <laughs> you always put out the bunting when you've had a Big Bang. I d- <laughs> well, it's, it's such a rare occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> Put up a balloon anyway. There you go. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not balloons. Oh, right. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Right. Um, let's let's kick off then, shall we? <laughs> let's, yes. let's get moving. Um, I went first last week. Your turn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, this this this. Yeah, really do like this episode. I think. And more so, actually, the episodes with the smaller the cast, I think, are the episodes that I like, to be honest, of the new series anyway, and the interaction between characters. Yeah, it's, it was epic in scale, but or in, in idea. Yeah. But um, the story it was telling was, was small, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And it worked really well. And I, I, I think it's one of the best... Um, if you've watched this back to back with the Pandorica opens, it's some of the best sort of Doctor Who that there's been, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, really does. So well, just just on actually on how different 
to a certain extent, this episode is to the one that it is the second part of as well. Yeah, because that was, as you say, that was that was grand in scale, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, so this week, it's... Last week, sort of dealt with the, basically, the end of the universe. This was this week was sort of the after effects, and you've got, like, a, a dead companion, and you've got to try and... Doctor's got to try and sort of go back in time, get the, the, the chain of events moving to get himself out of the Pandora. It was really, oh, it's really, yeah. really good. Um, and I think this is where the sort of Stephen Moffat's use of the sort of time travel yeah. really came to its own. But I think this is what people have now got a bit, a bit fed up with when it came to Series 6. He was doing the similar sort of thing again. Yeah. I mean, he's very clever. Yeah, and I think people, people I mean, are just a bit tired of that particular sort of trope now, aren't they? And when you've got a character that does, by nature, travel in time, yeah, it makes sense to do it. But as you say, yeah, there's there's points as to where you're. Um, I mean, you could also go back to saying the <clears throat> in series six, the girl who waited, which was basically another one that had um, difference in times as its yeah. main core. Uh. Also works well with a small cast. Yeah, yeah. Again, it was. It, it all just. I think. I think if you're really going to be complicated with time travel, then the smaller the cast you're using, the better. And I think that's why both those t- that's uh, the Get Awaited and this work so well. Is because you have got a small cast. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly right. Um, and they all sort of carry the story. I know you've got. Um, you, you introducing Amy's mother and father and her aunt Sharon and this other woman. Well, I'll come to. So I wasn't quite sure what she was, or what she was supposed to be. I should say. Um, what the one with the? Yeah, the the the, the um mm. the yeah the black woman. Yeah, I think she was just a, a child psychologist. Yeah, we, that's what I was trying to figure out. Was she like a? I could think she was just like a friend, or a child psychologist, or. Or what, really? Well, that's I what I couldn't quite... I mean, actually, I, I thought she was a child psychologist, but since she was there, seemed to be there quite late. Yeah. <laughs> At night and whatever. But I don't know, because you have got the whole thing, haven't you, with uh, Amy's backstory about how many psychologists they sent her to. Yeah. So I suppose this is just now saying, that, well, even when other things happened, there was... Well, the only th- other psychologists. Well, when I was when I was watching it today, it, it only sort of really sort of occurred to me um, this afternoon. Isn't it a little bit sort of heavy-handed to call a child psychologist because a little girl's doing a painting with stars in it? I mean, kids draw pictures of all sorts of things, don't they? Use their imagination. I just, yeah. I did. It's only thought. Hang on a minute. That's a bit strong, isn't it? But... <laughs> Although, well, I presume that that's meant to be. This is like. Um, she's had problems with the raggedy doctor thing. Yeah, I suppose she's supposed to. It's an ongoing, or they're treated as an ongoing symptom. Yeah, although but... this would have been set, you'd have thought at roughly the time when she should have met the doctor, had he still been arriving. So she couldn't have had that much psychological problems. No, you're no, you're you're absolutely right because the doctor didn't arrive that night. No. So why would there be a child psychologist there then? Yeah. Or whether it's just to say that actually people's mm. problem 
things affect different children. I don't know. I suppose it's just to say that she was the thing with the stars is is to say that she's uh, still has a a link to other times. Mm. Yeah, it's just the question of was that woman a child psychologist? Yeah, the set, I couldn't. You say it was very late was at a, night was a, and was a friend of the aunt's that was just helping. Yeah, who did a bit of child around. psychology on the side. Yeah, in a, in a lunch <laughs> break. Psychologist. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like seeing getting the electric shock treatment. <laughs> they cut that one for budgetary reasons. <laughs> Electricity bill went off the scale. No. Um, she saw stars after that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, that was the sort of the only sort of thing. I thought, hang on a minute. What, what what is this woman supposed to be? But um, yeah. but then uh, she was sort of gone after that, and it it yeah didn't really. I mean, she wasn't at the wedding at the end, was she? No. <laughs> so I'm assuming from, from that she wasn't a friend of the family. Yeah. Because actually, <laughs> talking talking about jump jumping now in time in this. Yes. Um, talking about the wedding at the end. Hmm. The doctor was supposed to have been taken completely out. I mean, I don't know. Is it was it then that she was still having dreams about him? That when she stood up and said about her imaginary friend, the mother went, "Oh no, not again." Yeah, that it was actually just actually that she was having dreams from a young age that she'd met. She still had well, all of the. This this is the thing because to to me, if she hadn't actually had met the doctor, yeah, because um, he wasn't part of the time, then um, her mum. Got this right, her mum's like, what, what you talk? Who's the doctor? Who are you talking about? Yeah, who's this man? You never told me that this imaginary friend of yours, yeah. Although, are we to presume just that she just was having because he told her that you, you, I'd still appear in your dreams, mm. that you had planted enough subconscious, yeah? It could be that, it could be that. Um, and because she is her, she was special because she'd grown up with the crack, um, that her brain could carry it, held the information. Afterwards, which is obviously how she remembered him in the end. Yeah, it's, he, it's it's like you were saying last week with with you, you sort of find things and start questioning it a little bit more rather yeah. than just as you say we we just enjoyed it. Yeah, before it. I mean, yeah. should, if we, should we just get the criticism out of this and the, the bits we don't understand out of this straight away so that we can end on a on a more positive note? Yeah, if we are. Actually, now we're talking about the um the wedding <clears> and that. Yeah. If Amy, uh, yeah, Amy's the only one who's going to remember him mm-hmm. to bring him back. How does River Song know to turn up and to give her the book? Yeah, that was a bit never really explained, was it? Why couldn't River Song just have remembered him to bring him back? Actually, that talking of River Song, there was something I forgot to mention last week. Surely, River. Knows that um, because of the way her timeline goes, that Amy and Rory are her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So she she would know that. So last week when she saw Rory for the first, I don't think she was just um, putting on an act, but it just seemed to me that she generally didn't know who Rory was. Yeah. 
And it does seem to be that this whole thing about them being River's parents has been a little bit retrofitted. Yeah. I forgot to mention it last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, thinking about it again now, yeah, I suspect <clears throat> he didn't quite... Stephen Moffat didn't quite have this grand scheme all planned out from an early point. No. Because um, it definitely wasn't with the silence. No. Definitely wasn't. Um, and who, again, we, like I was saying last week, didn't know who this mysterious voice saying silence will fall. Um, yeah. Still don't know who that is. Uh, but anyway, that was that was last week's episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, now, the, yeah, what, yeah. Yeah. So going back to that River about the, yeah, how, I don't know. I don't know how her personal uh, timeline would have been affected. No idea. Unless, of course, I suppose, I suppose the argument being if she's from the future, she'd be from the future when the Doctor has come back through Amy remembering him. I don't know. It's now, now that is going to start making my head hurt. I, <laughs> oh, I need to sit down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no I, I think you, you, you could be, I think you could be right there, actually, because it's it's their present and her future, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. you, you're probably right there. You're probably right. Um, though, though, oh, hang on. No, 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 no don't question it. I was going to say, if, if it was from her future, why why were the, the pages in her diary blank? Yeah. Yeah, don't know. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't question these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think you think you're right. Um yeah, but the whole anyway, the whole sort of thing basically took place in the museum, didn't it? The whole story just flitted to begin with, flitted back to um, like Stonehenge, yeah, um, and then went to like the you know, the present day in the museum and just sort of stayed there, really, didn't it? Um, it's interesting how we how we've criticised other things for saying two months later when they start the second part or something. Oh, yeah. Or three months later, we got one thousand eight hundred and ninety days earlier. Well, well, this time it, it made it made yeah. it made sense though because the, when the doctor explained that he needed, um, like a DNA imprint, yeah. to bring uh, Amy back to life again. Actually, if we're going to start talking about Chris, carry on with the little criticism. Right. It's the Earth has been in solitude for a long while then. Because if we see everything starting to collapse, of uh, eight, well, yeah, eighteen hundred years ago, yeah, yeah, but it still manages to hang around until the point when the young Amy touches the Pandorica to open it up, mm. and yet from the minute she does that, then they've only got minutes to go. It's all for dramatic effect, isn't it? That's all it is. You can't knock them for that. <laughs> Just brings a bit of jeopardy into it. Sort of like we brought him back, so we've got another thousand years to put this right. Don't worry about it. You know, I suppose they've got a, a, a certain element of tension there, haven't they? But uh... and also the other thing I've just remembered as well. Oh, this cool. is the last one. This is obviously the it's last... usually me that criticises. You're on a roll this week. <laughs> I don't know. Was why didn't the when the Pandorica opens to let him out and put Amy in, mm. the light shines on the the decaying Dalek there. Why didn't it bring it back to life 
all the Cybermen yeah. that was in front of it, all the yeah. Autons, and yeah. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. No, I think that's the last one, actually, and I think from <laughs> now on, it's going to be really happy, really pleased with <laughs> Actually, no, I do, have, I do have another one. Oh, go on, then. Actually. <laughs> in the Pandora Opens, um, the Doctor couldn't open, the, they had to wait for it to, to open, didn't they? When yeah. it was sort of ready. However, in the Big Bang, he just gets right to point his sonic screwdriver at it, and hey, presto. Yeah. So why didn't they do that in the Pandora Opens? Yeah, I, I don't know. Did, was was it that he couldn't open it, or he just wasn't was trying to work out what was inside it before it opened? So he didn't accidentally open it and let whatever evil was in well, there. I, I thought he was just sort of trying to figure out what, what how how to because he was sort of he was watching it all like you know the the the, the big yeah. circular thing moving about and and everything. Um, I thought it was just that he didn't want to. He wasn't sure whether to open. He was trying to. He was trying to work out what was inside it before it opened. Yeah, rather it, than it just seems to be a bit a bit easy again, just to point the yeah. sonic screwdriver and hey presto, this. Yeah. You know this magical box. You would have thought they would have made it more difficult to open. Yeah. But there you go. That's the that that that, that was my my only sort of real criticism. Yeah, actually. Um... Oh, and <laughs> we're going to continue. The the effect of <laughs> the two go. people, the same person or the same thing in the, in two, from two different times touching each other. We've you know it's getting back to they shouldn't be able to, and that they're having brought it up themselves with the sonic screwdrivers touching. Yeah. Why then nothing with Amy touching the younger Amy, and actually even then the Doctor touching. Himself, himself, yeah, so to speak. In what's what what's on the, the staircase? What is the scientific um, name for this? And I knew when I introduced this, I was going to try. <laughs> I should know and be able to say it, and I can't remember. Is it the oh um, oh Christ? It's embarrassing. Is it oh the? Because the most famous time is the Brigadier, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, which was an older version of himself, supposedly, wasn't it? And whatever. So, yeah. But having, fair enough, if you're then going to ignore that and say that doesn't count, um, whatever. And because the work, the the universe is imploding or whatever, it's knocked it all out, then fair enough. But then why do the two bit, why do the little bit with the screwdrivers? Yeah, that's it, mate. The Blinovich limitation effect. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yes. I doubt I could have said it even if I had read <laughs> Couldn't have said it last night. <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, got, I've got no problem with them just ignoring that. And let's, let's just get on with things. And... Yeah, that's but it. But to actually introduce it yourself into the, sto- into the story and then completely ignore it afterwards seemed just to be playing really with it and maybe it didn't really matter because really at that, that point time was collapsing anyway wasn't yeah. it so maybe yeah like like I said I think that's, the, that's, that's, that's what could be used as an, a reason it doesn't have to be a reason and I don't think we necessarily want to get into a point where everything has to be has to be explained and, and, ha- and has to be sequential or 
continuity to other episodes and whatever. Otherwise, you just get a bit. You, you get, get... Back, yeah, you get back to the nineteen eighties again. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> and us picking holes in podcast in episodes would take us three hours. Yes, it would though. Yeah, we we, we don't. <laughs> We're go doing back a good to, enough uh... job as it is, so let's not go there. Yeah, as of next week, we're hiring Ian Levine as our continuity advisor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but get, getting away from all those, and that, to be quite, they are sort of very minor niggles because yeah. it is an outstanding. Um, now, now we've got rid of that. Now you can just actually sit back and just yes. like, yes, let's, we've got the, we've got the negative negative crap out of the way. Let's let's, yeah. let's get on the good stuff. Um, I, I think the this was the one story, and it sort of topped and tailed the series for the eleventh hour, and this episode. Yeah, it proved to me what a fantastic actor Matt Smith is. Yes. Um, it's that bit, that speech he does at the end when he's put um, Amy, li- little Amy, to bed and he's sitting in, in, in the armchair. Yeah. Um, and he, he is like, a, 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 like a, a tired old man. Yeah. The way he does it and it's absolutely But well, he is fantastic. from the moment, actually, that he gets into the... Um, Pandorica, isn't he? I mean, yeah. the, the whole of his conversations once inside, once he strapped himself into the Pandorica, mm. and particularly with the the lighting effect on him and whatever, you actually do very easily forget that he's a young person. Yeah, because he's like, they made him look like he's at death's door anyway. Well, he was yeah. at death's door because he's been shot by a Dalek. Yeah. Um... But then, just the the whole of that is not at all a young person is it, it not whole, not at all performance yeah not at all it's it's absolutely outstanding um and it was just that it was just that bit at the end right just made me sort of think yep yeah, he he is the doctor yeah really did um if if i think if anyone had any doubts before about him as a doctor you know they, i'd say watch that episode or just watch that scene yeah and I think after that you'll you'll be a believer. After that, I really do. Yeah. Well, to be to be honest, you can do, but you can just watch watch the eleventh hour from the start, isn't it? It's just he just was, wasn't he? Right from the start. Right from the start. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I say that the whole sort of timey wimey thing, and I think Caitlin Blackwood was really good as young Amy. Again. Well, uh, and and again, yeah. From every every. Ep- Bit she's been in, she's been, yeah, um, brilliant. Someone was saying, I can't remember which which podcast it was, but they were saying that um, in the God where well, she appeared in the God Complex, she didn't actually say anything, did she? No. Um, they say she she acted Karen Gillan off the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you wasn't know, lots that she had to saying this. This, no, but just the it was just the the, the, the facial expressions she does. And, yeah, you know, I think she's going to uh, sort of this, not saying my 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 tip for the tap. You know, it's you know I think she's going to be a good little actress if if she keeps at it. Yeah, if she decides to to keep doing the acting thing, I think she'll be really good. Unless of course it gets coached out of her. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be my worry. Actually, is the fact that. Obviously, she's got the ability there. Yeah, hands down. It's just you sort of slightly worry that at that age, people are going to come along and say, "So, no, no, actually, this is the theory of acting and whatever." 
Yeah, some bloody but. precious lovey comes along. Yeah, or so, yeah. or some some sort of agent that sort of gets a gets her a, a run of bad <laughs> bad gigs or whatever. So yeah, no, no I, I, I hope I hope she's got a bright future because I think she's a yeah. I think she's going to be a really really good actress. Yeah, like, like I'm any expert, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I know the fact the fact is you just totally believe who she is don't you so yeah that's it without any feeling and, and again in a small cast yeah and she she, I, I she think, had told her own with 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 the four other members of the cast i think that the important she did yeah i think the important thing is she hasn't got that um that stigma with, with like the you know the, the stigma of the child actor you should yeah. see some precocious little brat um and uh, yes i'm thinking of Someone like Bonnie Langford, when she was young, yeah. Um, but that, I know that was the sort of character she was playing that um, yeah. in Just William. But I think really she's been that sort of it's been forever associated with her. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. Let's let's hope she doesn't turn out. You know, like uh, I mean, <laughs> what it would be weird if she actually does end up being a companion of the, of the Doctor when she's older. Uh, it's a shame, actually, because she really she can't do that now, can she? Can no, because no, she'd be playing the same, exactly the same character. Yeah. Well, we've had different yeah. same actors playing different characters in Doctor Who before, but uh, yeah, I think this might be a little bit too. I know Freeman Freeman did it, but I think her her first part it was such a small bit. small blink and you miss it sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was it's the same as. Colin Baker of Commander Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. So again, not necessarily. Um, <clears throat> I suppose actually for another thing, doesn't doesn't the aunt look well for her age by the wedding? <laughs> she does, doesn't she? <laughs> Blimey! Considering how old she was when <laughs> when Amy was little. Um, sorry, I just thought of that. <laughs> That's an off part. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same the same criticism was levelled at the at the recent Christmas special. Well, those the, with the two kids didn't look any more yeah. grown up, did they? Yeah. Sort of three or four years later. Oh well. No, so just yeah. an aside. I just suddenly thought that. So just thinking about how good. <laughs> Stop criticising. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're both saying this is a fantastic piece of television. We've done nothing but pick holes in it. And <laughs> yeah. And it has to be said. I mean, for all the thing that was said about the fez, it was actually even even the sequences. For that, were well done, and underplayed how they brought it in was the fact that he just ran into the bumped into the mannequin that was wearing it. Yeah, sort of, and suddenly realised he still had it in his hand. Well, you know, oh, I might as well put it on then. Yeah, it was such an off the cuff thing to do, wasn't? Yeah, it, it literally was because it wasn't sort of. Oh, I've got a fez in my hand. I'll put it on my head. It was just. Ooh, sort of, or, what am I going to do with this? I must have that. Yeah, it was just. What, what, what am I going to do with this? I'll I'll put it on my head, and that, and that was it. He just sort of stuck, didn't it? And and then and then you get the first scene, basically. Well, proper scene where River Song's out when he's rescued River Song. It's just there's so many questions, but the first one, what is that on your head? It's, yeah. <laughs> but did like the way so Amy snatched it off, and she then blasted it. Yeah. Out of the sky, I thought that was quite, um, quite good. Which which then led into the um. The, the you know the Dalek levitating, yeah. Um, 
I, I did. I, what do you think that the Dalek being included? Because they did sort of like say that you know, after sort of victory of the Daleks, they were going to rest them a bit, and then they're in the final episode or two episodes, I should say. Only to a small degree. The whole story I know didn't revolve around yeah. Daleks. I so, yeah, he just needed something. They obviously needed something to kill the Doctor to put him. Yeah, in jeopardy and to make it. But obviously he was going to die anyway, so he was the one to... Now, do you think that the Dalek would have begged for its life the way it did? Just before, just, um, you know, just before River, River she, when she said, look, look me up in your, in your data banks. Yeah, because I suppose there's supposed to be no... Emotion, isn't there? Yeah, that's the whole thing. I suppose I don't know. Um, yeah, would have yeah, done. I mean, I, 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 know, I know what you're saying, but actually, wasn't it a good? I just love that scene, though. Yeah, and I think it's it's more playing to well, actually, the full running of what River Song is that she's not somebody you'd mess with. No, she's the person who kills the Doctor. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but that's it. Um, but I, did, I just don't know if it's... It's up to that point. She is pretty much just portrayed from a archaeology point of view, isn't she? Yeah. You know she's done something terrible um, coming up, which was hinted at that it may well be that she's killed the Doctor. Mm. But you don't know what's happened. And also, at that stage, you don't know... Um, in what circumstances it had happened. No, that's right. Yeah, we know uh, absolutely nothing at this point, do we? No. Other than she's effectively um, almost an Indiana Jones-type archaeologist. Hmm. That's all you know about her. And they did actually... This, sort of... this is now the point where you actually get into, no, actually, she is a very dangerous person. Well, I was going to say, you had the, um, the Indiana Jones-style music again. Yeah, at a certain point, which I thought was uh, was good. They sort of kept that that sort of theme going with the Pandorica again. I think it was played during in, in at one point in the museum. Um, yeah, I really did. now actually going back to the, the Pandorica in the museum when you first watched it um, and it started to open, and Amy was sitting in there. What, what did you think at the time? Because I thought, hang, what the, what what's going yeah. on? Yeah, I think it threw every it threw everyone off, didn't it? It's difficult to remember now because obviously we know. Watched it again now. Yeah, you know what exactly is going to be happening. Um. Yeah, it was just you. Just you sort of yeah. That opens up, and you just think to yourself. This is going to take a lot of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. To explain. Yeah, I just... And, thought... and the fact on that is, this is where it gets complicated, which is... Um, yeah, because it's not been complicated at all so far. No, indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... And actually, the way it was handled, it wasn't that complicated. No. Really. Um, 
because you saw like things that were, that were happening at that time. Then you then you as you went forward, the doctor said, "Oh well, you were." You were holding the mop when you came back, so oh right, and off off he yeah went, and that, that it all sort of dovetailed in rather neatly. That it actually, really yeah, it was, yeah. It was, everything happened because even if he didn't know what had happened at the other end of the conversation, they was telling him beforehand so you could go and do it. Yeah, and of course this then leads on also later on to the um, when we get. Later on, to talking about him going popping up in different places in time as well. Yeah. Um, which probably actually I've jumped to now, so I'll come back to that in a minute. But yeah, they're just the yeah that that whole bit of the jumping backwards and forwards to speak to Rory was, as you say, a, a bit. In other points, you think, oh, here we go. It was how to use time travel, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, and, also, and also without the TARDIS as well, he was using the, like, yeah. the vortex manipulator. So you yeah, know, that was. Uh... And of course, they explained why that was now a lot more um, reliable. Was the fact that it was only a small universe now, so it couldn't get lost. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, so it, it was very, very sort of well worked out. And it, I think people are just disappointed that he keep Stephen Moffat keeps using that as as like a series finale. Yeah. Thing now, so um, yeah, but it's it's absolutely great. Now, last week I mentioned um, something that Rory said right. at the end, I, which, and I listened to it again today, and I sort of rewound it a few times just to make sure I was um, wasn't sort of, he- sort of mishearing it or hearing things, whatever you want to put it. Um, when the TARDIS appears at, at their wedding reception. Yeah. It's after he says, how, how could we forget the Doctor? Yeah. And Amy goes rushing up to the up to the TARDIS, and you can just about hear Rory say to um, he, his now mother-in-law, I was plastic. So he remembers being an Alton. Right. But that seems to suggest he no longer is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I never picked up on it until because I saw I watched it last week as well. Yeah, and he clearly says I was plastic. So I'm I'm just surprised no one else is because everyone said, "Oh, is he still an Alton?" Is that that seems to suggest no, he's not. Yeah, but it still doesn't suggest how he knows. Now, considering suppose... all, these, all these people have been resurrected basically from Amy's memories. Yeah. So I suppose she's resurrected him. But, it still but... wouldn't explain how he, how he remembers the 200 years that Amy wasn't there. Yeah. Well, two, 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 resur- two, well it's nearly 2,000 years, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, 2,000 years. Yeah. yeah, say yeah. That, that Amy wasn't there. Because she'd have no knowledge of that to have brought them back. No, maybe. exactly. But anyway, or yeah, maybe so maybe it's not, like... don't don't want to stop thinking. Yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah, he does. All oh, right, okay, so he does. It's just an odd. It's still an odd thing. I don't think it's, it can be fully explained. That actually, no, probably never will. No, but as you say, it's weird. He can remember everything. But... Yeah. 
yeah, it's weird. But oh well, never mind. Never mind. Um, now the other thing as well, I th- the other thing I think is brilliant about Matt Smith is is the dancing at the end. Yeah. Um, especially with the kids, and again, it highlighted the fact that he, he's he's his doctor. Um, gets on very well with with children. Yeah, because he gets them all doing the dance and and everything. So I thought, I thought that, that's a, I think that's a good little trait they've they've introduced into the, into the into this particular incarnation. Actually, the whole wedding reception scenes were done well. Actually, yeah, with. Amy and Rory together and whatever. Yeah, I like the things that triggered her memories as well, just looking around and seeing yeah. some blokes wearing a bow tie. Yeah. And, the, and the old guy with the braces, he had a belt and braces combo, which I, I yeah. think should be reintroduced into, into modern fashion. I really do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Starting a one-man crusade. Oh, yeah. Belt and braces. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, he can't get safer than that. You can't, can you? He's always got a backup, you see. <laughs> no, it goes up your back anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the other thing I liked was the, the the play on the which I thought I thought was very clever was the play on the the wedding thing, something old, something new, something yeah. borrow, something blue, which I thought was very very well done. And yeah, to to introduce <clears throat> it as subtly as they did in that speech, <clears throat> yeah. Which now, actually, when you see the speech, it's obvious what he's saying to her. Yeah, that's it. But you didn't realise it until it actually got to the point of Amy saying it at the wedding. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I just thought it was very, very well done, that. Very well done. Because uh, I stole it, or, or should I say borrowed it, you know, and you just think, oh, yeah, obviously what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, it was all there, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of, I think when Stephen Moffat gets it right, he gets it, you know, he gets it bang on. It's actually also, of, to, to actually, to have picked up how well the TARDIS fits that statement, that, that saying. Oh, completely. Um, it's not actually that you've shoehorned the TARDIS to fit the statement. It's actually the TARDIS just does. Yeah, and so, absolutely perfectly, why wouldn't you use that as a... Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's so, so well done. Yeah. Really do. The only bit on that that whole scene is the fact of that Amy saying, you must, you can certainly kiss the bride. You just think, no, this is supposed to be... Yeah, it's sort of... You're, on your, you're actually on your wedding day to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that that's the particular... Trait of, of Amy's, they kept bringing out that point, which I I didn't like. Yeah. You know, I I, I thought it was really um, jarring at the end of the um, the Angels two parter. Yeah. Um, but at least then you then had the Amy's choice, which was supposed to settle the. Yeah. It all sort of addressed the balance, as it were. But um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Then it comes up again. Yeah. Um, then I suppose it did in, in series six, didn't it? With um, when she gets taken, and you don't know who she's talking to. Yeah, sick. So, and who's the father of the baby and all that through series six? So I yeah, suppose sick. it's still technical. it's still there, but it wasn't as in your face. 
Yeah. As 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 this was. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't I, I didn't particularly care for it. No, I mean it does lead on to the the which you quite which I also quite like line I quite like about when Rory comes over he goes oh it's Mr Pond and he goes it doesn't work like that yes it does yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mind that. That's that's quite good. Um, but then she does it again later on, though, doesn't she? Yeah. You know, she... I, yeah, I like that. When she comes running in, she goes, it's my wedding day. And he's following it. Our wedding day? Yeah, our exactly. Wedding. Well, you stop saying that. It's our wedding day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, it does make you wonder, really, why Rory does follow Amy about, to be honest. but. Yeah. Yeah, oh well. She's quite attractive, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. Now you mention it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, actually the only thing I didn't like was um, it was that line delivery of hers where she seems to shout out the final word of a sentence and it was that, you are late for my wedding. Like, yeah. And I, I really hate Way she's because David Tennant used to do that. Say, a lot. I just had to say, can you imagine the conversation between her and David? Oh, god, that would have <laughs> been going off the scale at the end, wouldn't they? They would have done, wouldn't they? He can grit his teeth a bit better than she can, though. <laughs> he used to deliver his lines through gritted teeth half the time, but um, yeah, that 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 just sort of like I'd have to, it, to me, it's it's like nails down, dragging your nails down a blackboard. Yeah, it's sort of like oh, stop it! You know, it sort of puts me puts me on edge a little bit. But uh, yeah, but as I say, that was. I mean, the rest of the time, I thought she was really like the the, the scene between her and, and the doctor um, before he's due to fly off in the Pandorica. Yeah, I thought she was really good in that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she's definitely improved leaps and bounds over the, over the course of this series and then obviously over the course of series six as well oh yeah so oh definitely definitely but, uh, we keep saying don't know how much acting she'd done before no I, was, I know she was in that bit, so. she, she was in certainly not in a lead role anyway no that's right I mean she had that little bit part in uh, series four didn't she yeah um and she did some in the was it the Kevin Bishop show, which I never really, I never watched. Yeah, um, but I think that's about it. And she did a bit of modelling, I think, and that you know that's that was yeah. about the you know the limit to her career at the time. So yeah, yeah, I, I thought I still think I know we sort of I think I sort of run out of things to say now because it it was it was more about the acting this one rather than the actual story. I think. Because you say, because we said there was such a, the, it was just they were carrying the entire episode. Yeah. And to do so, and to actually, to what is actually a simple, what I say, simple solution to the, to the thing. I mean, there's not, it's, there's not a lot of action in terms of the story, is there? In any of it? Not it really. Is, no. No. There's a few bits of running away from a Dalek, but other than that, the rest is really just dialogue-led. Which I think is quite good for a, a series finale. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously yeah. They, I mean, they must have blown the money on the special effects budget in the previous episode. Yeah. Um, 
as I say, it, it was a grand story ended in, in a rather small way. It just shows, and, you and don't it works. It really works. You don't ramping it up. That's right. You don't a have change to. of gear worked just as well as as trying to outdo the previous episode. Yeah, I, I, I think it's which a bit, has it's, happened with previous finales, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's a common mistake they make, isn't it? They just yeah. think because it's the finale, you got to chuck everything at yeah. it, you know. Which, to a certain extent, they did with series six. Yeah, and it didn't really work for me at all. Yeah. Not not as such as in a simple episode. I'd much rather have watched this again than um, than the Wedding, uh, of, Wedding of the Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah same here. Yeah, definitely. But then again, we haven't got round to the previous series finale yet, have we? So no. um, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we will do. We will we do. We will do, yeah. yeah. I mean, and getting it back to what I was saying, and of course you also in this had the payoff of the the Doctor having appeared in a previous episode. The Doctor from this, from the series finale, actually having appeared in the Angels episode. Yeah. Yeah, they, they tied that in nice yeah. and, and wrapped up that little conundrum for people, didn't they? But, uh, um, yeah. Which, which was a, a thing when you watched, again, was something that when you watched the, that episode, the Angels episode, that conversation with her wasn't out of place really you didn't think that's a strange that's a jarring conversation to have had no that's right the only thing that gave it away was the fact that he was wearing his jacket wasn't it that's it it was that was actually picked up by anybody and then then there was it was 50 50 even the people that had noticed as to whether it was meant to be or whether it was a just a continuity error well i i I'm, I'm gonna say I, I wasn't one of those people who thought it was a continuity because be, being the um, sad bastard that, that, that I am, I, I just swore, but who cares? Um, that it was a different tweed. Yeah, and you have to look very closely to see it, but it is um, <laughs> it is it is a different tweed. And that's when I thought, well, there's something more to to this. And what he said, remember what I said to you when you were seven? Yeah. Well, at that point, he hadn't said anything really to her. Yeah, and you're still, yeah, because you were actually you were trying to think back to the 11th hour then, weren't you? Thinking, yeah. What what conversations did he have with her when he was seven? Yeah, that's it, and he, he hadn't. You know, so, um, yeah, and I thought it was it was very, 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 very clever. Yeah. Very clever. So. I wonder if there was any feeling in it, I wonder if there was ever any ideas in it to actually do a few more of those during the, the series. What you mean, something like quieter? No, I mean as in have him appear at different points in the series. Oh, I see what you mean. Pointing back to to that, I wonder if there was, or it was quite restrained to just do one in hindsight. Yeah, if you, if you think back to Rusty Davis in in uh, series four, where he kept dropping Rose in now and again, didn't he? Yeah, uh, to highlight the fact she was coming back. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was better the, the way they did it. Yeah, no, I, I think it was. I think it was. But I was just thinking, wonder if there had ever been a thought that oh, we could actually almost have him pop up in a couple of other ones that are the actual Doctor from the final episode, mm. preparing the way. But 
Yeah. They just stuck with the one, and it worked very well. It did work. Actually, that might have been an interesting idea, actually, to have done it that way. But it might well have then given the game away as to what was happening. Yeah. And I think just, I suspect he wanted to do it because he wanted to actually make people think that it was just a mistake. Those that spotted it, to see how many people he could just catch out and actually. Well, just who was paying attention, I think, yeah. really. And to yeah. say, actually, oh, I'm actually more clever than that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know? That's it. So. Oh. Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's a, I know we, we've sort of. Um, Sort of picked at a few things, but I do think it's, it's a, an absolutely outstanding episode, and, and I think it's the the best series finale. Yeah, I mean the fact is we've had to be very, very picky and very ultra critical to find stuff. I think. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it just that actually doesn't make any difference to the enjoyment of the. It product. doesn't, not at all. So absolutely. And I think that, at the end of the day, if the story's good enough, you'll forgive anything. Yeah. And the story on this and the acting on this was very much good enough. It so, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we actually agree. Yes. We agree, we agree. Absolutely outstanding. It's interesting, I think we've agreed more on Series 5. Now, Series 6, we did differ on opinion quite yeah, a bit, didn't we? But I think Series 5, we've been reasonably... Now we've got to the end of it. We've been reasonably... We've, in agreement. Whether yeah. it's because we've had time to have spoken to each other about our opinions before we've actually, when while the course of it was actually going on. Mm. Um, whereas when we was doing Series 6 reviews, they was coming straight after the episode, so to speak, and we hadn't spoken to each other, so we yeah. had a chance that- to put our view <laughs> across to each other and persuade the other that they was wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think it's the other thing, for, you know, for series six, it, we we sort of watched it once or twice, yeah, before giving our opinion on it. I think if we were to do that now, we might have different opinions. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to do things with hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, a lot easier um, when you actually understand the stories as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But the things yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed series five when it went out, and yeah. I. You know, despite saying all that, I don't think I probably would have changed my opinion. I think my opinion, what I've said now, would would, would have been exactly the same then. Yeah. You know, because I do think it was it was probably sort of like one of the the best sort of opening seasons for for a Doctor. Yeah, I think I really do. They're one of the best opening stories for a Doctor because he was in it all the time. Um, they didn't go down the. Um, Sort of the Christmas invasion route where the Doctor was hardly in it. Yeah. Um, and, and for what was a complete step into the unknown. As in, new Doctor, new companions. New, t- new TARDIS, new theme yeah. tune, the, as you say, the lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, it, was a, it was a. If you look back at it, it was quite a big gamble because the, the Russell T. Davis had sort of stamped his. And David Tennant as well had stamped their mark. Yeah, all over that series, and it was it was such a recognisable brand. The logo, everyone knew the new Doctor Who logo, the opening credits, the the the, the way the music was done. Um, David Tennant's, uh, by the way, he played the Doctor. Um, yeah, and you, and, I... you, and, and you had Rusty Dozy like like to sort of tease the audience 
quite a bit. There was a lot of misdirection from him. And yeah. then to go from that to something completely different, yeah, it I was mean, a real gamble. And you think about, I mean, David Tennant probably had a, I mean, had a, a slight, an easier introduction because, a, he came in, he had a companion that was established. You had a crew that was fairly established. Yeah. Um, he'd been on telly himself and had been a success in um, Casanova. Casanova, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so he was coming in as an established actor. I mean, it was very much a case of, oh, we've managed to get David Tennant to take the part, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the, you know, the, the pull of Doctor Who's managed to get. Whereas Matt Smith came in with, well, Who's... does anybody actually know who, if he's any good or not? <laughs> yeah, sir. He had to prove he was an actor, let alone. That oh, he could gotcha. actually play the doctor. Because I mean, it also comes to a lot, lot of people, a lot of criticism because they ain't no one that's seen him in anything really, and also his age. Yeah. Because I really think, and I myself was expecting an older doctor. Yeah. Because I think that's what Stephen Moffat said they were actually looking for. Yeah. But then Matt Smith walked into the room, and that that completely changed their mind. And actually, the thing when he came got the role, you did think, oh, are we going to end up now with a quite more of a children, childish doctor? Because you just didn't realise how good Matt Smith could act as an old person. No, the set, I think everyone's sort of a bit worried they're going to go down sort of like the attract the youth yeah. um, audience again. Um, yeah, and but he was going to be a young knockabout doctor, so and to speak. talking a bit, you know, a bit street or something, you know. Yeah, whereas actually he just totally went the other way didn't yeah <laughs> precisely he just was an old man old man he? in a young person's body so yeah, yeah um yeah. that conjures up some images but i won't go there so <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean that's it, it, it as as first seasons go um I, I think it was pretty much spot on yeah there wasn't too many episodes i, I, I could say in that series that i wouldn't watch again yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The only the only thing I've never understood is the people that just did turn off. And, well, I think that they, they were the, the 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 David Tennant fangirls and fanboys, really. Yeah. Um, and you do get people who do that. They'll just go, "Oh, well, it's not it's not David Tennant, therefore I'm not going to watch it." Yeah. Um, you know, not sure. It's, it's, it's like someone said to me, um, like like. like to give you another example, J.K. Rowling is no longer writing Harry Potter books. Yeah, and they said, "Well, if she does, if she writes an, like a, a, a new book that's not Harry Potter related, they won't read it because it's yeah. not, they're not interested in anything else she has to has, has to write. They all they want to read is Harry Potter, and it's the same sort of thing here. Yeah, someone is something different." Um, you know, from from a particular something you're, you're interested in, but because it's not exactly what what what, what went before, um, people say, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to watch that, or I'm not going to listen, or read, or, or or whatever." And it's a it's a bit yeah. of a weird. You're sort of re- restricting yourself in life a little bit by doing that. Yeah, I mean, especially with the whole premise of Doctor Who is is the fact that you're supposed to have a different incarnation. Hmm. At various intervals, I can understand it if you'd had the same person playing it for years and years and years, 
and then they suddenly said, oh, we're going to change the actor. I can understand people think, well, that's a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, but it's been every, what, three, four years, really. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, you know, um, when, you, when you get another actor to play the role. Yeah. The only time in life probably where you might have had that sort of reaction would have been if you'd have been someone who's first got into Doctor Who with the first few episodes of Tom Baker mm. and hadn't realised there was a back catalogue. Yeah, that's it. And obviously the length of time he spent in it. But other than that, I think you just... It's one of the things, isn't it? It's one of the the main pluses of Doctor Who is the fact that it can just reinvent itself. At oh, God, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's why it's lasted this long. Yeah. You know, it keeps it, it, keeps it fresh. Um, you get different interpretations of, 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 of the same character. Um, but now you also get, like, you know, changes in production and, and writers and, you know, it, it's, you know it's, it's never been this big. You know, even even you know at its sort of height in the sixties, really. Yeah. You know, with Dalek Mania, um, it was never as big as it is now. It's worldwide. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, so, and on yeah. that note. On that note, let's let's leave it on a on a on that happy note, very shall we? Positive note. Yes, it's, it's indeed. It's ever been. Indeed. Right. So, to quote Spike Milligan, what are we going to do now? Well, I think, actually, because there's a bit of um, snow about, we've got in a Christmas mood, haven't we? We have, haven't we? <laughs> so we might actually carry on and just do the Christmas special that followed. Yes, series, so, yes right, that's Christmas it. Carol Christmas one. Carol, yes. Um, so I think it's because we it just to sort of just to complete everything that Matt, Matt Smith's done as well. Yeah. Um, it wasn't what we intended doing next week, um, no. but this actually gives us a little bit more time. <laughs> And, and 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 it has got a Christmas feel outside. So. It has indeed. It has indeed. Yes. Won't do by the time the podcast comes out in weeks. No, time. it'll be probably thirty degrees again next weekend. But <laughs> yes, there so uh, there we go. That's what we've decided on. Um, yeah. Yep. So we're going to do a Christmas Carol next week. Um, then hopefully the weekend after that, um, it may be um, an audio commentary, uh, depending if we can, if the three of us can all get together. We can tempt Tony. We can tempt Tony. Um, yeah, it's, it's not. Tr- we left a trial of beer cans. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> um, we're going to try and tempt him round, but there you go. Yeah, so it's it's not it's not set in stone at the moment. So we're having a bit no. of difficulty sort of trying to get our dates together this month. So, yep. um, but next week definitely Christmas Carol. Um, and then if we can't do an audio commentary the weekend after, what we are going to do um, after that is to go through. We're going to work our way backwards. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a river song of you of the Yes, doctor. indeed. So what we're going to be doing is then doing the specials. Yeah. Uh, the David Tennant specials after that. Um, we have got some other plans as, to do as, as sort of occasional specials, podcast yeah. specials. Um, so, um, but one, once we sort of get our act together on that, we'll, we'll announce something. Yeah. So we haven't quite made up our minds on it yet. Yeah. Um, yes. So there we go. There so we go. Yeah. So um, until next week, we'll be back with a little look back at the Christmas Carol. It is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye.
You've been listening to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast.